The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Vinyl Divers. What is up? What is up? I hope everyone is having a good time. Uh, As you guys can see, there's an episode out on schedule. My plan is to record and then edit right after and hopefully have this out tonight. So it is July 25th. Hold me to it. (laughs) Hopefully you're listening to this later tonight. And what better way than to come back with a... uh, a fun episode that isn't about ska intentionally. Maybe it's going to talk about ska. Who knows? I'm not against it, but I'm not trying to talk ska. I actually have on a guest that we're going to talk a little bit about the music and his background and how he got into podcasting. So I welcome on my host today, Andrew Lenz from the Let's Talk But No Politics, okay? And a co-host from the Two Point Conversation. Welcome, man. Welcome. Thank you for having me. This is gonna be this is, uh, <laughs> different than what I've been normally doing. Yeah. Uh, since I started, you know, I've done a couple of other shows, so I'm always happy to podcast. This is just always fun to do this stuff, to do anything in podcasting for me. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, people don't when people start a podcast or they they start doing stuff like it it seems like they're very hesitant at first. And they're like, all right, I think I'll, maybe I'll, I'll guest on or I'll, I'll see how to do it. And then soon you go, so when's the bug hit you? And you're like, what do you mean? You're like, all right, never mind. It, it hasn't hit yet. Yeah. It's coming though. Amber just started a show two months ago or a month, or, month or so ago. I'll go, yo, what's the bug? Are you starting another show yet? And she goes, what do you mean? I go, never mind. I'll see ya. <laughs> so now, but now she knows that people are listening to her. She's like, wait, I need to get more consistent. I'm like, yeah, you do. I go, you start to get that internal drive and you know, then you want to do more shows. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely, uh, cause I, I had no intention, you know, mm-hmm. talking about at, doing the two point conversation. I had no intention of starting anything like let's talk, but no politics. Okay. I actually wanted to start another sports um podcast and you know i wrote down all this stuff and everything else you know i'm gonna do this i'm gonna call it this and then all of a sudden i realized i don't want to do that there's other things and just more fun stuff that i want to talk about other than sports i'll keep that there i maybe talk about a little bit on mine but there's so much out there so that's why i started I, I started mine just for just random things that I enjoy. <laughs> That's good. And, yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, one of the big things with podcasting is that you, you want to talk about what you do enjoy. And that's sometimes hard where when, when you have something that you really do enjoy, like music, like it gets mm-hmm. hard sometimes to record vinyl divers because as much as I love music, I need to take a break from it or other factors come in, come in more prevalent. So it's like, oh, I, I don't feel like recording and it stinks. But having just a general variety show, something like you, you don't want to talk about something one week. All right, cool. Grab a different topic. It's very versatile. And your shows are fun. 
you, you, you really always have a good uh, banter going with it. Yeah, I, I just recorded a couple of solo ones because uh, I'm in the process of moving, so I wanted to get like a catalog going mm-hmm. of back shows. But I always love having a guest on and just, like you said, having that banter and talking about different things and just finding out uh, different point of views of way people looked at stuff from when they were growing up to stuff now like uh, my friend john who plays pokemon go would be mm-hmm. one of the last people on the face of the earth that i found out played pokemon go and i was like i need you on this podcast and we're going to talk about it and it was such a unique story that he started playing it as a way to bond with his son and stuff like that so it was a very good dialogue there where we talked about Pokemon Go, but it was also a great story behind it, which I found more interesting than him just playing the game. It was more, he's doing it. So he has something to do with his son and something they enjoy doing together. Well, it's, I'll tell you, um, the, the not expecting it is, is half the fun when you're not expecting this great story to come along. Cause you did have, you, you came with a purpose to talk about Pokemon go, but you didn't expect this whole backstory that came in and that's where the listeners can enjoy your show. It's not just, Oh, what's it's not. I mean, you have a theme of pop culture every week, mm-hmm. but it's not pop culture in the sense of Matt and uh, Matt and Johnny's show where they're coming in and they're presenting the history. You're coming around this good, basically that uh, wholesome story of like, all right, that takes place in this genre. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like more of the nostalgia and, mm-hmm. and everything else with it. And uh, like I had, I talked to my mom on one episode about, you know, having to go out and buy toys for Christmas and everything else. And th- that whole pop culture of growing up, I, it's a lot more nostalgia. And I really like that aspect of it. But then I like the aspect that I can branch off into different things if I need mm-hmm. to, because I think there's a lot of fun stuff out there. And I want to try and tap into a little bit of everything and get other people's point of view on it and stuff like that. And just see if there was anybody else that did anything different. Uh, you know, I had street sharks brought up on a show. I never watched that thing. Maybe probably about five seconds of my life, but it was great to hear that somebody else had some sort of connection with it. It's and everything else. Your show is almost like in the good way. And and I I hope it's taken this because when I reference, when I think of these places, they're always in the fun and almost like a fun nostalgia. Your show is almost like the antique shop. Yes. And I have no problem with that. Like I, like the fun antique shop, not the one where you go and it's all like China. You're like, really China and dolls. Really? Like this is all you're going to get some furniture. No, you're the fun store where you're like, Oh, you got the toy bin from every decade. Plus the vinyls and the cassettes, guess what? And a stack of CDs and then everything else. And you just tap into every market. And that's why it's fun. Yeah. There's a place where I live uh, not too far away and they're in Vestal, Vestal, New York. And I recommend anybody that comes out to the Binghamton area, go to Vestal, New York, go to this place called Sound Go Round because it's almost represents my podcast in a way because when you go in there it's video games it's like you said vinyl 
CDs, movies, DVDs, toys, comic books, everything. And it's pretty much my favorite store to go into. It's like my adult Toys R Us now, where even though I'm not going to probably buy anything, it's just fun to look at the stuff and get the feel for it. Window shopping is always satisfying. Before COVID, there's um, you were you from the Buffalo area? I can't remember. Yes, I'm from uh, right. Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls. So, so uh, before COVID, I used to love walking around the Eastern Hills Mall. Mm-hmm. It's super dead, but a couple of stores they have that were open are these big, large antique stores. But it was presented in more like a window shopping storefront way, and it was very much like your video, like put out almost like a department store, but it had that nostalgia mm-hmm. where you're just walking around and just maybe seeing like, oh. Power Ranger for $2? Sure, I'll buy that. But it was no commitment. Like walking around, it was kind of like, man, gave you that feeling. And you're like, it was almost like like a drug. It was very euphoric. Like, okay, I felt I got my fix of nostalgia and left. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what I I love to talk about is different things um, about that. I did a lot of it at my last job. Like I worked in an office kind of by myself and just mm-hmm. one little office people come in and out. And as I would like process stuff for them to go back out to do more work, you know, you have a conversation and it wasn't a lot of work conversations. It was pretty much the stuff that I talk about, you know, and how the, you know, what their perspective was because we're, we're all different ages and everything else. So, I mean, that's another premises that I work with my show, too, is that aspect of it as well. It's just regular water cooler talk. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it, it's very personal. Yes. People, people can relate. And uh, speaking of talk about topics, let's get, let's get into it. So, Vinyl Divers, music-oriented. Mm-hmm. You had me on your show as a guest, and we talked about boy bands. Yes. <laughs> it, it was a fun, and it brought up some music. And I'm going to tell you, there's a few songs in my uh, Apple uh feed that i have not deleted i'm like no i'll keep that <laughs> so it's not bad uh but i want to talk some music with you so talking music you know music is really big on everyone's lives and that's kind of where i want to go here with diving into the network is what music influenced you were you interested in music and all that so i ask you right off the bat what's your favorite band mate like top five if it's if it's one of those situations but what's the number one uh green day green day really green day why Green Day? It's uh, not a bad way. I love Green Day too. Um, it was the first band um, that I ever got into where I learned not only their songs, like my first CD that was ever bought for me was Dookie. But then after that, I dove into more of the history of Green Day and, you know, what happened with Green Day and, you know, and everything else. So that was like the first big band that I dove into. And it was one of the first kind of CDs. And a lot of their CDs are like that. I still find it where, um, I mean, I haven't listened to Green Day in years, but they're still my favorite band where there was not a bad song and the popular songs that people liked weren't my favorite songs on the C- on the CD or album, it was always something else that I enjoyed more where a lot of people were like, Oh, you should listen to this song. This song's great. I'm like, no, oh, yeah. I don't like that song. 
I like this song better. So it's funny is that my first introduction, my first uh, bit of Green Day that I was exposed to was American Idiot, but it was back when I was like so little and it was like, oh, like they had some good songs, but it wasn't what Green Day was. Like it was very, it's what they became. And my first introduction to real Green Day was through Dookie. It's a kid at school that was like, yo, you've never heard of Green Day? I'm like, I remember them, you know, like American Idiot. They go, no, no, no. Listen to Dookie. I'm like, what the hell's that? Gave me a burn CD fucking changed my life that moment on it was like all right so i've been missing out on punk and that was it for me uh i'm gonna tell you i it's one of those songs i played guitar growing up mm-hmm. i i don't know right there i got yeah. still right there uh i remember learning when i come around uh she basket case all of them we used to play them all so it's i even introduced my little sister to it because i was like listen you want to hear something fun something passionate something just aggressive so uh what was your first green day song what what uh long what view. was long view long view heard it on mtv when mtv actually was mtv uh and it was just so awesome. And then I heard Basket Case. I was never a big fan of Basket Case, even though everybody was like, Basket Case is probably one of the... And I'm like, no, there's other ones. And uh, after that, you know, I bought like the, the newer ones. And then I met a friend in the seventh grade and he was like heavily in the Green Day. So that's how I learned about more about it. And he... Uh, introduced me to Kerplunk and he didn't call it by the actual name because it's like super hard. It was like uh, 10 or 1039 slap happy hours. Yep. Okay. Those two. And it was like, wow. And I forgot what the record company was that they were with. Oh my God. I have the vinyl downstairs. Um, oh, I forget what it was at the point. Cause that was like a super big, punk company and it was actually one of like the first websites we visited in school where i'm big into i'm big into sports i always have been but it was probably Mm -hmm. like the first music website that i went to oh man that it's been such a long time the name is escaping me but it was it was that and then that's where it kind of went into like no effects and uh, Rancid and all the other bands that were on that label. I wish I would have known that Try. label. Um, here, let me go to Wikipedia real quick while you're. Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, dang it. See, it's okay. We're just gonna do a quick research on this. Yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't prepared for Green Day. You were not prepared for. Green I was. Yeah. I was not prepared for Green Day talks. So I was like, oh crap! Hold on. Uh, I got it. Epitaph. Yes. Yes. Epitaph Records. And we used to go to the website and we listened and uh, listened to no effects, Bob, Bob and very nice. And that was like the first big thing. I think it was pretty much the big first time music genre I ever got into because most of that uh, music to me was, like oldies 104 danny neverth with my mom listening to like Mo- motown stuff 
Yeah. Early middle school. That was kind of, that was my exposure. That was what music was. I listened to what my grandparents, my parents put on. It was either country, hair metal, or oldies. Yeah. See, I have my aunt, I have an aunt that's only like 13 years older than Mm -hmm. me. So she would pick us up from school and we had like, she'd put on, I just remember about three songs. Okay. And I don't know why, but it seemed like we always listen to these three songs, or these are the only three songs I remember. Uh, Roller Coaster. Uh, like, every day it's a little... F- something Roller Coaster. Okay. Uh, Lollipop. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, all right. And then LL Cool J's I'm Bad. <clears throat> oh. Huh. That was like the three songs I remember listening to. And so that was like my first introduction of like outside of the Motown. Mm-hmm. And how did it evolve into you going to punk now to get to Green Day? Because that Green Day didn't fit into any of those. So I have no idea. It was just the way that it sounded. Because by that point, it was a lot of. Like growing up, it was a lot of popular stuff like that, mm-hmm. like L Cool J, MC Hammer, uh, Beastie Boys. Okay. Um, vanilla Ice. I had a Vanilla Ice <laughs> cassette, uh, and you know it was a lot of that. And then all of a sudden, uh, I mean, other than that, I mean, growing up, I don't think I owned a lot of music. I had the like the Wayne's World soundtrack. <laughs> so you just point. had just had, kind of had like the mod podge of like all right i got this and that yeah and that's the way i've always been but like that what would it probably be late 90s like mm-hmm. to early 2000s you know punk ska type thing was always something that i always really really enjoyed i think it was really? different my brother listened to a lot of like rap hip-hop and stuff like that rb mm-hmm. And it was good, but it wasn't, I don't know. It didn't speak to me the way that Green Day did. Like Longview came out and it was like way different. Way just, yeah. Just something connected. Um, now you, you uh, mentioned Scott, were you, were you a fan of Scott as well? Or was it kind of more or less like the Warp Tour? Like if you went out and saw Green Day or saw a couple punk bands, a ska band may be present. Yeah, I didn't like go out and really buy any ska CDs or anything like that. I respect Uh, that. (laughs) (laughs) Like music-wise to me, I've always enjoyed more of a compilation CD. I'm not going to What were they called? The Best Ofs or the... I like of the compilation CDs. I like the uh, punk goes metal or the uh, punk goes hip hop stuff like that. No, this was what were they called? It was almost like a. I want to say now this is what I call punk, but it's not. What oh it was going. no! This this is what I call music. Yeah, but it was put out by. You could get them at like the War Tour. I can't remember. This is such a long time ago. Um, I know but, what you're talking. I know what you're talking yeah. about. I like, kind of like the punk warp tour mixtapes. Yes, but I don't Play- think so. It- wait, are you saying that you you preferred playlists before playlists were a thing? 
Yes. I really enjoy a lot of, I think the only one, the one that I did buy that was like one of my favorite and I played it all the time in like ninth grade was it was like punk bands singing, punk and ska bands singing TV theme songs. Well, that's not bad. <laughs> that was really great. And it got me into a lot of different TV theme songs, a lot of TV shows that I didn't know about. Um, Less Than Jake does an entire uh, TV uh, theme song uh, EP. Yeah. See, that's the stuff that I like because I like TV. And that's another type of music that, I always loved too was TV theme songs. <laughs> you know, there's there's a there's a thing to a theme song to have it be catchy or have a jingle that hooks you. You yeah. don't notice it. It's kind of the same way as a soundtrack. And we and Matt were talking about video game scores and movie scores and how soundtracks and like the, the actual like scores themselves are yes. cinematic for a reason. And there's a, definitely an appeal to it. See, I like movie soundtracks, but I think like the TV theme song for music wise is such a lost art form. Oh yes, definitely. Um, I remember watching Nick at Night as a kid, and the first one that was like really awesome to me was Car Fifty Four. Where are you? And it's very, very like if you ever listen to it, it's like very, very simple. Well, I think real quick, uh, so we'll say right here. Let's uh, take a second. Let's check it out. There's a holdup in the Bronx, Brooklyn's broken out in fights. There's a traffic jam in Harlem that's backed up to Jackson Heights. There's a scout troop short a child, Cruises to an Idlewild. Car 54, where are you? Oh yeah, it's short. It's hooky, so like you can keep it and go long play if you wanted, but yes. the, the melody itself was quick, hooked, and you're like, okay, I get it. That's yeah. why I, I the my last episode I was talking about the Mighty Mighty Boston's and their one song, uh, the bartender song. The melody was just so just on point. It was like a jingle where it was very staccato, very dun dun dun, dun, dun and it was just like, crap, I have it stuck in my head all week yeah. now. Yes, that's why I car 54. It was just very, it was that whole thing. And then, you know, you went to it. Uh, I still remember, like, I'm so into like TV theme songs. Where it's, it's like TV theme songs and then like punk and then like hip hop and stuff. I like, I'll put TV theme songs in a genre. Uh, my well, dad. I, I could, I would say, I, I'd say TV theme songs are definitely a genre. Um, like Mr. Ed was a great one. Uh, welcome back, Kata. Uh, um, the, I know what, what the ones I I like, uh, the ones from Scrubs. Yes. Quick enough. Or, uh, even how I met your mother. Mm -hmm. Short, simple gets to it. Yes. One of my favorite that's actual, like a song is, uh, Adventure Time. See, uh, have you ever seen it? I've seen oh. Adventure Time a couple of times. It's just, just enough. It's just enough that. All right, give me a little jingle, a little song, and then just mm -hmm. drop me off when I'm like, wait, there you go. I've, uh, like, it, I just remember it was something that when you heard it, when you heard it, when you heard it, it was something cool, like uh, Cheers, mm -hmm. Golden Girls, like all the, yeah. I just, you watch. Well it's, well, it's now, it's if you hear the music, you can't not think about the show. Yes. And it does the job. Yep. You know? And 
you don't get it anymore because we have streaming services and they just you skip the intro but sometimes you just want to hear the song yeah. it, it puts you in place yes you know uh do so so that's first music uh i want to jump into a little another question okay. first concert uh first concert was warp tour i can't give really you, i can't give you a year i wasn't really a big concert person either um but warp tour was like the first big one that i went to lasalle park uh who are the who are the uh bands that you remember seeing who are the highlights man we're going back like 20 years (laughs) more than 20 yeah it's more than 20 years ago oh my goodness um no effects was there oh shoot that was it that one I get a mix. I've I went I went to a couple, so it gets kind of mixed up. But who know, are some of the? All right, how about this one then? Who are some of the just the highlight bands that you were you saw at the Warp Tour years then? No effects, Rancid. Oh, right there. I mean, okay. The Aquabats. Oh, I've always wanted to see them. I used to have my kids watch the Aquabats kids TV show. Yep. <laughs> They're like, well, why are you watching us? I was like, because this band was really great when I was younger. Well, here, real quick, just side side tangent. If you notice, uh, if you ever watched Yo Gabba Gabba. Oh, I love Yo Gabba Gabba. All right. T- uh, Tara Han. She's uh-huh. uh, from Half Past Two. Yeah. She's from Yo Gabba Gabba. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, see, that's yeah. awesome. I still... Dude. <laughs> I still tell my kids that I will uh, debate anyone that the banana song from Yo Gamba Gamba is not the greatest song ever played on Yo Gamba Gamba. So, see, I, I never, I never saw Yo Gamba Gamba. I just remember it when it was first starting to come out, and my sister. It was when like she was uh, that very. Not even my sister, my little brother. He had, he had to be like his early, early, just like middle of elementary years. And my sister, she was before she was really hitting like that preteen years. Yeah. And I was like, that sounds like a very ska song. And my stepmom yeah. was like, not everything's ska. And I'm like, well, no, like no. that has a lot of upbeats and it just kind of sounds ska. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, all right, whatever. 15 years later, I'm like, shit, I was right. Yeah. So gratification. It was a very musical show. And I, it, it was one of the rare like kids shows where I was like, Oh, we got to watch this. Okay. But when Yo Gabba Gabba was on, I got like pumped because Bismarck key was on there. You had the, the roots at one point did a song on there. And so it was great. Jack black did an episode. I will debate anybody that the Jack black episode isn't the best Yo Gabba Gabba episode ever. But yeah, I mean, it was, um, but Warp Tour, I'm trying to think. I think Newfound Glory. I'm not sure. Oh, that'd have been uh, nice. Uh, the Deftones. I was never into the Deftones, but I remember being everybody all pumped up about the Deftones mm-hmm. being there. Oh, my goodness. I don't remember. Those are pretty much like the highlights. I know. I think Less Than Jake. I've seen Less Than Jake a few times. They're fun. Uh, they just we saw them when they just came through with um keep i think yeah they just came through with keep flying did they play with keep flying yeah they were awesome they were good the voodoo glow skulls i want to say were there. nice and that's pretty much all that i can remember 
There's some good times though. I see. Yeah. I always said that Warp Tour, Warp Tour was worth it because it cost basically the price of a regular concert ticket. Mm-hmm. And even if you were going for one show, one band, you went in with the expectation that the rest of the, the you saw a, a little bit of a better concert, but then you got the experience of walking around and hanging out. Yes. Where if you found other bands you liked, you made your monies back on that concert ticket. That mm-hmm. was worth it over a single concert where you're like, eh, $50 or $120 on just Green Day. It's, it's hard to justify now when I could say, well, the same money, I can find 20 different bands and have an entire day of just enjoying with friends. The most money I ever spent on a concert ticket is one that I probably, is one of those ones that I regret, but I don't regret. And it was Darien Lake Pop Disaster Tour, and it was Blink-182 and Green Day. Oh, that sounds good. But Blink-182. Was it with? uh, Was was it before they split with Tom? Yeah, it was with all of them. It was right before. I would say that that would have been worth it for me. But it was like they were a bunch of twelve-year-olds on stage, or like five-year-olds, like like fart jokes and stuff like that. Uh, Green Day was Green Day was good. I have to say though, my favorite concert that I've ever been to, and this shocks a lot of people, is the Insane Clown Posse. I saw Twisted and the Insane Clown Posse, and even if you don't like the music, like my friend came with came with me and my brother and one of his friends and he didn't had no idea about the music but he had a great time listen if you see if you if you haven't yet divers uh with caution look up the gathering of the juggalos oh yeah like as much as chaotic and like like some of the stuff can get out of hand there's some good stuff that they do and just kind of like they're they're trying to make a positive image so it's like all right give it to them Mm -hmm. There's still just some insane stuff, but I'm going to be honest. I have friends that have gone to festivals and stuff that aren't on that level or that far out there yet. Some of the shit that they get into, you're just like, really? And that's okay. No. <laughs> so yeah, man. I think posse has got an okay. They got some good stuff. Yeah. I, you know, be prepared. If you're going to get close to the stage, you're going to, you're going to go. Yes, Fago. My friend actually oh. got hit in the head with a two-liter bottle of it. He's like, I can't believe I got hit in the head with it. And I was like, yeah, it's it's crazy. But they invited, like, everybody on stage. They had – it was, like, in the like uh, the fun house in Lackawanna. I don't even oh, think that God. place is open anymore. So it wasn't the biggest venue in the world. But it, it made you feel more a part of the show than I would say, like uh, – the pop disaster tour. So I always kind of, I always like that one. And then the warp tour were always like ones that I just always keep, have good memories of. Nice. Nice. Um, now that's why I kind of, I always feel that high school is an important part because when you're always interested in music, there's that first band, that first concert that hooks you. There is that, Music that music that you really enjoy and hold on to from when you're a child, like whatever your mom or dad were listening to. But in high school is where you kind of really developed into your own. Like that's the music you really just that was you. So in high school, was this as Green Day was hitting? Would you consider yourself just a, a the punk fan in high school, or 
what was, was what were you what were you at the end of high school moving into like college area uh that is where i went more uh hip-hop that was more of the uh limp biscuit okay i, I drank the limp biscuit kool-aid um <laughs> uh what else was there i'm trying to think there was like kid rock and stuff like that um biggie smalls jay-z super huge i was super huge into jay-z and then the black album and i was like this is the last one and they came out with another one and i'm like i'm not dealing with this you you cut off ties with jay-z after that yeah so like his career is pretty much dead after the black album for me (laughs) uh because my whole thing is that after this point somewhere you have to get to podcasting it took me a lot of years because i'm 37 and we're gonna go through that time it took me a lot of years it was pretty much uh, you left off high school and i joined the military uh well i i I went to college tried to go to college didn't work out too well i would consider myself wasn't ready at that point um that's no problem man so i was just kind of drifting through life working at walmart and uh i had a bunch of i had a friend that joined the marine corps and i was like hey maybe i could do this something to do and uh, kind of the long way i'm not going to say that's the best way to look at joining the military uh because i actually joined the reserves and i was like okay this it was almost like uh if you've ever seen paulie shore in the army now i should have <laughs> i should have realized that now that i'm thinking about this at this moment you kind of jog my memory on it i was like i'll just do it it's a week and a month uh um you know two weeks out of the year yeah they pay me uh i get some health i could get some education benefits because at that point my mom paid for like my first semester of school and she was like never again i'm not Mm -hmm. doing this anymore you you screwed it up you're on your own so then i'm like oh man how am i gonna get out of this Mm -hmm. so i was like i'll just go do this well uh got out of boot camp and then next thing you know uh i'm checking into to a duty station and they're like, hey, you're uh, going to Iraq pretty soon. And I'm like, oh. So a couple months later, I'm in Iraq. And then. Oh, wow. Yeah. I was. Uh, wow. In, yeah. So I spent like a total of two months on reserve status. And then they activated us. So. And then I was injured in Iraq. And if you're injured on active duty and you're reservist, you stay on active duty. So I was injured. And then medically retired. But music-wise at that time, I learned, I had a friend in there. And he, you know, you, music is a big part, kind of. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't see it, a lot of big part in the military. Because when you do get downtime, you need that time to decompress. So that's where I listened to a lot of Pink Floyd uh, one guy played Morrissey constantly. Never got into Ooh. more. Like it was like that, dude. That's not, that's not the best. No, 
No, no, this, no, man. This was in an office, so we were like, can you please turn that down? This is after, like, Iraq, you would play Morrissey. And to this day, I'm like, what's up with the bicycle song? And he's like, what are you talking about? I have no idea what it's called. But that was always interesting. But then after that, uh, it was down, you know, work, everything else. I didn't get into podcasting until scrolling through Facebook and I see polls for football games. And I just moved to Binghamton. I didn't know anybody. So I'm just sitting there, you know, scrolling through on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I see these these polls, you know, who's going to win. So I'm like, oh, I'll do these. And then I was like, I need more. These are fun. And I see two-point conversation. Mm-hmm. So I click on that and I like it. And, uh, you know, just doing the poll, sharing the stuff because I enjoyed it. Yeah. And, and then next thing you know, I message the two point conversation and I'm like, Hey, I have this, you know, have you talked about this on your show? And then all of a sudden I get a message. I wasn't even expecting a message. I get a message back. Uh, no, I haven't talked about it. It's a great idea. Do you want to come on the show? And I'm like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> I'm so nervous. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. We could talk. It was like about backup quarterbacks. Yeah. Like I, I, when it comes to sports, I like, I like obscure things. Uh, so, you know, he says, okay, we're going to do this date. Uh, I'll send you a number to call. And it was Matt Johnson. Now, and- real quick, did you know Matt Johnson? No, no, but I did Facebook stalk him and I found out that he knew a lot of the same people I did. Huh. Okay. So it was it was very, very weird that this all came into place. Uh there's a and I come to find out there's another little side story about with Matt where it's it's small world. His dad was friends with my uncle in like high school. Huh. Yes, we found that out. Uh, as so it was like about 10 minutes before he was supposed to send the number. I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. this. I'm just going to make a fool of myself. But I ended up doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I did a couple more episodes with him. And I always had the idea, like I said, of making a podcast and it was sports, but I didn't want to talk about sports because I already talked about it on the two point. And then I actually, and then he during this time, he asked me to join to become a co-host and said, uh, would you like to do NFL history? And I said, yeah, that's great. Cause I love NFL history. I love old school NFL. Yeah. And then next thing you know, I'm like, I'm going to do this. So, you know, I sat around and I'm like, I'm going to make my own. I'm going to do this. Okay. This is going to be sports. Cause I love sports. And I'm like, you know what? I love so much other stuff. I love the nostalgia. Cause I watch YouTube with like Cinemassacre and mm-hmm. I love old movies. I don't like new movies. <laughs> I, I can I, I can relate to that. I'm I find comfort in rewatching the same stuff. Okay, so I'm not the only one. No, uh, uh, me and my friend have a theory that all the good movies were made for, in in a 15 year time span between 1980 and 1995. That's when was like the best years we felt were for, like for movies. Um, but I found that I want I. I did all that and the stuff that I talked about at work and I'm like, well, you know, I like all this stuff. These guys on YouTube are doing it and they're bringing back such good memories. I don't share the same opinions with them, 
So I'm going to voice my, I'm going to voice my opinion, but then I also want to hear more people's opinions on the subject as well. Yeah. Uh, I would have to say the darkest one that I kind of did was I just did it with Chris and it should be out next month is like death from childhood movies that laid an impact on you. Oh man. Yeah. So, Oh, that's dark. Oh, it it was dark, but I I didn't realize Chris was older than me. I thought he was like in his twenties. So it was kind of, so to hear him talk and to hear about it and to look back on it, like in today's world, a lot of that stuff wouldn't fly. A lot of it wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, you can't kill off a cartoon character anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you really can't. It's, it's very hard to. Yeah. I mean, unless it's, I don't even think I've seen them like on like adult episodes where like, not like they used to last big one. I remember was Brian from family guy. Oh yeah. That was like the last big one. Okay. But that's the cool thing about your show. You get to kind of hit those real topics mm-hmm. and those real opinions from everyone. So yes. it's really interesting how to see a transition of, you know, all the factors of a life that can be mm-hmm. influential on you that it's kind of like, I always relate podcasting to that indie level band, that artist. Being able to podcast is like being in a band and the idea that you get to put out your voice and your opinion. And that's yes. where I kind of always relate podcasting to. I, I'm not in a band anymore, but <laughs> I can still get my own stuff out through here, through the microphone. And it's awesome to see how people can be so influenced on life throughout listening to their music and how impactful music can be. And then finally be able to say, I want to say something as well. Yeah, that's kind of why I want to have you on here is because it's you're very much like oh I started as a guest and out of nowhere you're like I'm doing this show. And was, I remember you were one of the first shows to kind of branch off from being a co-host of like I want to do something different. Yeah, and it was very much like oh this is cool, and then you're like I'm doing something different, and you get the polls, and it's very distinctively different themes. And it was like this is awesome. Yeah, so, I, I found out that a lot of people grasp to nostalgia as I put stuff on like my Facebook mm-hmm. page. So it's very different. It definitely is. Well, Andrew, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for talking some music on your journey through that into hitting into the podcasting field. And dude, you're, you're going, you're going strong out of it. You're doing (laughs) awesome and uh, you're doing it right. It seems. So thank you so much. Let everyone know where can they find you? Where are, where is your show available on what and everything? Uh, It's available on Apple iTunes, Spotify, and the network the bicp radio network you guys go what's your what's your instagram or is it do you use instagram or is it just facebook it's just facebook and it's uh, let's talk but no politics okay and i'm very proud of myself i got the network letters right normally i have to have my eight-year-old son here with me to do it (laughs) so (laughs) no 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 you're good you're good so hey guys divers molinize thank you for tuning in checking out diving into this episode with a member from the network, check out their show. Give Andrew a follow, subscribe, check out Let's Talk But No Politics, as well as the two-point conversation, his uh, NFL history episodes with Matt. I'll say I'm not a big football fan, just in the idea that sport, like usually sports aren't my thing, but I do appreciate the history yep. in that sense. So well, 
my of the episodes i do prefer the history episodes they are they are the ones that kind of like all right i'll watch about sports history i'll listen to that stuff and i'm definitely i uh you know if you guys want to know what i like that's what i like so (laughs) go check it out i've always found that too just another thing that you know the the journey through life there's always been kind of two people uh like a sports person and a music person yeah and I've always kind of been in the middle, but I've a little bit more towards sports. So, I mean, that's one of the great things that I love seeing is it's like anything. There's always two sides to the coin and, Oh yeah. But it's great to, you know, get to hear the other person too. Mm -hmm. But you know, guys, see you next week. Peace.